the protectors of the wood podcast. The destruction of our planet is becoming real life. Remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together and help our world through this crisis. Episode number 60, Terence and Mario come through. The preparations are in place. After speaking to Glenda and Tiny, Phoebe could not get that short discussion off her mind. She walked back home and lay in bed. No matter what Phoebe tried to think about, there was Tiny saying, Why don't they like Abby? Why can't I understand about that? What is the proper reply? What could I have said? It just seems like this world is badly messed up. It seems like we're all wounded and none of us understand why. Here's an honest reply. Sorry, kid, but get used to the broken world. For a while, Phoebe cursed herself for going to Glenda's house at all. She had known that this conversation was not for Tiny. Poor Glenda had grown up with a family that kept secrets from her, and Jim was still keeping secrets from her. And now, she was trying to keep secrets from Tiny. But it wasn't working. And come to think of it, I've grown up in a family keeping secrets from me. And most other families probably have secrets too. The heat was building up. Phoebe took a shower and tried to start the day over again. She put on fresh clothes, drank coffee with Penny, and headed off to work by 10 a.m. At the toy store, Gilligan was already on the scene, and the green market was in full swing. He placed her at the cash register while he spent the first part of the day in the courtyard. Louise arrived in the early afternoon and worked in the courtyard again, allowing Gilligan to move inside and handle the cash. Deliveries arrived. Phoebe opened boxes and stocked shelves. Around noon, William Windeman walked into the store with a rental contract for Gilligan's approval. They spoke at the counter for a few minutes, and Gilligan called Phoebe over. We're just filling in the blanks here. How long will the contract last? A year? Six months? Make it a year. Gilligan nodded to Windeman, who wrote in the details. And now, about the rent. Um, a hundred dollars a month? Five hundred? A dollar a year. What? We're just giving the backyard away? Not at all. This contract is for one thing only. 
youth soccer practices and games, and the enjoyment of these activities by family and friends. That's the only use the Half Moon United Soccer Club is getting for a dollar a year. And that helps create our population of customers. They're bringing our customers to the toy store, and we're encouraging them to do that by charging only a dollar a year. One hand washes the other. If we make it too hard for one hand, it will stop washing the other one. Windeman looked at Gilligan. Well, does that make sense to you? The reply stuck in Gilligan's throat. I should point out that right now you're on the verge of cancelling this activity in your backyard altogether. Will that hurt your business? Yes. Yes, it would. And do you think Sammy will agree to rent his backyard for a dollar a year? Gilligan could not reply, and Phoebe jumped in. Yes, he will. But he'll reserve a small part of the backyard for the tables for his outdoor cafe. Hmm. Do you wish to reserve any part of the backyard? Only the right to hold our own festivals and activities once in a while. Say a weekend, every two months. But you're already running all these activities yourself. I know. And when I'm not, Lewis takes over. But theoretically, we'll be working for the Half Moon Soccer Club, coaching and refereeing games. And in return, we get the soccer practices and games insured for free. That's the rent we're getting. I understand if you don't want to pay me during the time I work with the kids. Ugh. It still doesn't look right to rent a valuable property for a dollar a year. What kind of income do you think Mario gets from this? You see these kids? A few have families that are well off. But how much do you think most of them can pay? A bunch of families live in the trailer park. After team expenses, do you think there's much of a cut for Mario? Think about it. And you'll see that the only money getting made around here is for your store. Mario's making money for us. And now we want his insurance too. And you want to charge him for that. Now, now, back up a bit. Let's not make this too emotional. We're looking for a rational solution. A win-win. Remember, from a business point of view, you're in good shape. You're making money. All you need to do is defend your position. Windeman looked up to Gilligan. Think of it this way. The only question is, are her points correct or not? Point number one. Does the soccer club, your prospective rental client, make any money to speak of? Point number two. Are you making money off their activities, and will you benefit further by their insurance? Okay, okay, I get it. One dollar it is. I'm slow sometimes, but steady. Hmm, that's good. Slow and steady wins in the end. Windeman wrote the numbers on the contract. Let's just hope your client appreciates the deal. I think you're doing the right thing. He gave Gilligan two copies for signatures and stood up. Now, I think I'll go through these points with Sammy. 
Can I bring Phoebe along, or would you prefer to come yourself? Either way is fine. Nah, you go ahead, Phoebe. You explain it better than I do. But I'll tell you one thing. When it comes to signing contracts for the Courtyard Green Market, we're gonna be charging some rent. I understand. The Green Market is a real business. You soccer, at least our kind, is mostly a labor of love. I'm glad someone understands these things. Let's just get it done. Windeman and Phoebe headed out through the courtyard. The air outside was like a wall of heat. The sun glared down and hurt their eyes. The farmers had set up brightly colored canvas tents over their tables to block out the sun. Whew, someday. Yes, indeed. Uh, by the way, take it easy on Gilligan. You almost pushed him too far. I guess I'm in a bad mood. I thought he was getting greedy. And that could wreck the whole thing. Well, it's hard for him to understand what you're doing. He seems simple to you, but other people don't get it. Sammy? <laughs> now he gets it. They entered the coffee shop. Sammy was behind the counter making sandwiches. Hey, folks! I'll be with you in a minute! Grab a table! Phoebe saw Abby coming toward her with a stack of dirty dishes and smiled to see her in Jeremy's jacket and Jim's jaunty pale hat that looked like a poor man's version of Terence's elegant Panama. They nodded and smiled at each other. Phoebe and Windman sat at a table and Stephanie took their order. Sammy joined them and soon agreed to the plan. Phoebe glanced nervously at Sammy's old round white clock with black hands and numbers. It was already ten minutes after three. Terence and Mario were late. Suddenly, Phoebe lost hope. She was thinking, This plan is too good to be true. Why would Mario bother? And Terence is a busy man. What does he need us for? But lo and behold, suddenly there they were, Terence and Mario, walking past the counter and waving hello. They pulled up two more chairs and the conference continued. Phoebe made the introductions and Terence took it from there, easily facilitating the conversation and agreements. As Mario repeatedly said, it made no difference to him whether he had a contract for the field or not. The players and the club were insured as long as the activities were safe and competent. If Phoebe and Luis ran professional, age-appropriate soccer activities, treating the players with respect, nothing else mattered. He signed Sammy's agreement and accompanied Phoebe and Windeman back to the toy store. Terence said goodbye on the sidewalk. Shannon and I will stop by tonight. 
We've been wanting a dinner at one of those outdoor tables. Thank you. Thank you. You're saving our project. I'm so happy. Back in the toy store, Mario signed Gilligan's agreements. It seemed that the meeting would be one of the shortest on record. But after Windeman hurried out to another appointment, Phoebe brought up one more agenda. I have a question for you, Mario. I've got boys who play on Tuesday and Thursday, and sometimes the girls come and join in. These are mostly pickup games. Most of the kids aren't registered, and this doesn't fit the mold of regular team practice. What am I going to do about that? Yes, good point. What are you going to do? Ah, what a delightful problem. And I know just the answer. Create another team. That's what you should always do in that situation. Give out the registration forms. I happen to have them here in my bag in Spanish and English. Tell the kids they can't play until they're signed by your parent. And try to meet parents who might want to volunteer. Maybe even manage the team. Come to our club meetings once a month. Find the coaches with teams in your age group who need to play a few friendly games. And raise the money to enroll your team in the Half Moon County Junior Soccer League. That's where the insurance come from, by the way. Mario looked at Phoebe for a response. She sighed and nodded, and he continued on. Now, sometime soon you'll have to take a few days off from work to get your coaching license. And bring Luis along too. The license will help him in the future. Right now, I'm still on the books as the Blue Demon's head coach, and you're the assistant. But that will have to change. And watch out for problems you'll recall from your days as a player. A few of those boys already play for club teams. Their coaches will be mad, very mad, if you try to poach them. And you've got to work with kids who fit into an age group. No, absolutely no, overage players will be allowed. Make sure to check original birth certificates. Get your medical forms filled out immediately. These forms are mandatory. Mario, you know that many families can't pay to register their kids, buy uniforms, or arrange transportation to games. What can we do about that? We'll talk in more detail at our next meeting at 7 p.m. a week from Thursday. You'll want to discuss scholarships and donations for those in need. We have our own very limited fund to draw on, and perhaps Gilligan here can sponsor a couple of players. Our office is still that hole in the wall on River Road just off Main. I'll see you there. Mario smiled and shook hands with both of them. I'm so glad to help. And he was gone. Phoebe took a deep breath. The whirlwind has departed. I see. A labor of love is right. I'm starting to understand. It's like a religion. Well, not quite. But it's in that direction.
heaven and earth a tree is growing around the world a river flowing we can travel by secret ways like a shadow through our days follow me for listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Find all our podcasts, songs, and projects on our website, protectorsofthewood.com. And to all those eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.